This is the Chandler Anderson Show, providing the community with nonpartisan, reliable information regarding medical issues of the day. I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue. Text the show to 931-446-7865. Each week, we recognize a citizen of the week for outstanding contributions to the community. This is the Chandler Anderson Show, presented by Right Care. Hell, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for some, but I'm not for everyone. Yeah, I'm good for some, but I'm not for everyone. All right, guys, here we are on Tuesday night, 6 p.m., 101.7 FM. The WKOM, let me start by telling y'all, everybody check out Main Street Murray, the new local newspaper here in Murray County. I think I just walked by it as I was entering in, and Chris Yao and J.P. Plant and Mo from, uh, you'll remember, famous Mostradamus, they have a new publication out, and they uh, are doing a great job at it. Uh, Mike, I'm trying to flag them down. Maybe I get Chris to come over here and talk about it real quick. Um, if you want an alternative to, um, if you want an alternative to the, if you want an alternative to the other newspaper here in town, there's a new newspaper out. It's called Main Street Murray. Uh, Mo Patton is a part of it. Chris Yow's part of it, and JP Plan a part of it, and they're going to cover things that matter to people who live right here in Columbia. And I got both of these guys, Mo and. Um, Chris in here, tell everybody a little bit about the paper real quick. I want to plug it because I think it's important to have an alternative to what we've had here lately. Well, the goal for Main Street Murray is simply to bring you in a print product nothing but local news that matters to you in Murray County. Obviously, we reach into Spring Hill, South South Williamson, also in the North Lawrence County, a little bit into Summertown for sports specifically. But when you open up the sports page, Mo. And myself, we have really strived to do – and that's what we've been doing for the last year here with Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Everything that, that you see in here is local, but everything – every team in the county, you know, is there, is represented here. Yeah, you know, sometimes kids in Mount Pleasant get left out. You know, my son was on Youth Football League. They won the Super Bowl two years in a row down there with um, – uh, with the youth football league, and I am proud. I opened this up, and I see Mostradamus. That was my favorite part of the Daily Herald during football season. Was Mostradamus, and he has returned. Mostradamus hadn't gone anywhere, <laughs> man. I appreciate you saying that, but no. Um, you know, just to follow up on what Chris said, that's been our goal. It was our goal previously. It was our goal as we started up Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, both digitally and with our radio show southern middle tennessee sports today you know this is a athletically minded area and being able to give these folks that coverage you know be it the athletes be it the programs be it the the consumers the readers they they want to read about these kids and these teams right here and being able to pr- provide that coverage is is pretty important to us. Well, I think it's important, you know, as a parent, 
you know, these are things that people, what people don't understand is your kid gets in the paper, you keep that forever. You can cut it out. This is something that you right. can cut. And we talked with some other folks who, tell, you know, they'll, they'll tell you the thing about a physical newspaper is that ability to cut it out. I mean, Co- Coach Mike, you, you heard us talking yeah. with uh, Jack Cobb, you know, when, when yeah, we talked we were, to Jack Cobb yeah, about we talking, that. I can still tell you, my mom still has the scrapbook from when I played high school football and sitting on the front table. <laughs> That's and not just from for sports, but I mean, there's a lot yeah, I mean, of things. You cover I mean, the public school issue. We're I mean, covering every everything in this paper, outside of maybe one or two of the columnists, are going to be hyper local. The cool thing is, every one of these col- columnists still live in Middle Tennessee. Good. They're all Middle Tennessee voices. That's the cool thing. We are committed to bringing you hyper local news. In a product that you can absorb quickly and as much information as we can give you that matters to you. Well, and I just read through the front page. There's no political slant on it either. So I think that is tremendously important. And, I mean, it. it's – I just wanted to share that with our, our listeners. Um, people want, as they used to say, just the facts, ma'am. That's what they want. It's just the facts. And listen, we are well, a athletic community. We have boss athletics here. I mean, we really do. And I don't know that they get the coverage that they deserve. Since I'll be honest with you, since Mo Patton uh, is no longer with the other place, that coverage has gone down. And so I'm glad to see Mo back in print, just well, being honest. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, that's really kind of you to say, Chandler. Well, it's true. And, I mean, and um, we, we're trying. I mean, it's – Basically, just the two of us for right now, but we are, um, you know, every Friday night we're out somewhere covering something from now until May, right? Basically, until June first. I mean, so, um, June first will be the first day that we don't cover something. So, so I mean, if people want to sign up. What do they need to do? It's real simple. You're just going to go to MainStreetMurray.com, and there is a menu button in the top left. You click that and you just hit subscribe. It's free for one year. Oh. You get your first year absolutely free. We'll mail it to your home. So you'll you get it. Yeah. It's not like the courier is going to forget it. Well, if they do, we're, having, we're, having, right. we're <laughs> having, we're, we're <laughs> having a few issues with the post office right now, but that's, that's, right. that's to be expected considering yes, all new. of the other, yeah, all the other issues, issues that's going that's on. Going in the world. on. But <laughs> you, you can also go to that same menu and on the drop down so there are, rec, there's rec locations. Okay. If you want to get the physical, the physical product in your hands when it comes out on Wednesday, you can okay. pick it up throughout Columbia. So it Spring drops Hill, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Every Wednesday. Well, guys, I just wanted to make sure to get Thank y'all you. on the air so people would know there's an alternative to the other product in town. And you know what? Competition helps everybody. And so I think it's great. And Mo, from the bottom of my heart, man, n- no BS. Clayton can tell you. I used to sit at right here when we first opened. We didn't have hardly any patients. And I'd read the sports section. I'd always laugh. I'd be like, there's Mostradamas again. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate what you guys are doing to try to highlight our kids. Uh, we have, I-, I call them the bull of the woods. We have some tough kids here. We play Loretta. And their fullback, man, he ran all over us from Mount Pleasant Middle. That kid's going to be a huge name. And I don't know if y'all know, um, he goes by DJ Skinny Dobbins. I can't think of his first name. Yeah, he was telling me that kid has been that good since he was five. (laughs) And you can't, I mean, that you can't teach that. You know, you can't. And that's that's the great thing about Jeffrey's his first name. Yeah, that's the great thing about local community journalism and that kind of thing. I mean, you you hear about these kids. And you get to see them and follow them and that kind of thing, and they've got a following, right? 
and to be able to continue to illuminate those kids throughout their careers is it's pretty pretty nice yeah well guys we i want you know personally i appreciate this i'm going to try to put this over as much as i can when i get home i'll put it on facebook and try to get people to subscribe um guys listen the way that this paper can stay alive as an alternative is to support it so they can say look how many readers we have and they can do ad sales that's how papers work guys i mean that's just the cut and drive it they can do ad sales and we can have an alternative because an alternative is always a good thing so let's uh let's support main street and then i will get this out there um tonight when i get home and thank you mo and thank you Chris, I appreciate y'all. Main, appreciate you having us. Mainstreetmurray.com. Hey, no Mainstreetmurray.com. That's easy to remember, man. Right. All right. Thank, thank y'all. y'all. All right, Mike, I wanted to get them in because I think it's important to have that alternative to anything. I mean, it is. Well, competition just makes everything better. And uh, in, in, in a sense, they're, they're, they're competition, but they're, they're not. They're a they, different they're, product. They're, they're, they're serving, a home yeah, town. They're serving a different niche that I think is really, really important, actually. For the longest, and, uh, I, for the longest when we moved from – when I'm when we got married, Molly and I got married, and uh, we still got the Lewisburg Tribune and Marshall yeah. Gazette. We had it shipped to Spring Hill, so we got the news about two weeks late. But we but yeah, we stayed and followed it because um, we stayed and followed it because um, we wanted to know what was going on in our hometown. Yeah, we uh, we were talking again. We were talking with them, and he mentioned on another show, and and uh, on actually it was on the Big Yellow School Bus through the, through this station. Uh, but they they do they they call them you know the 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 cutout or the uh, scrapbook journalism right. and, and stuff. Uh, I can still remember to this day when I would have a good game on Friday night when I was playing in high school ball. One of the first things I'd do is go down you know I'd either check our mail right. for our our paper and if I, we didn't get the paper at that moment or we didn't have the paper at that moment, I was buzzing downtown somewhere to get one from <laughs> right. the stand because I wanted to see what you know I wanted to see my name on the paper. I wanted right. to see my name stuff. And they're not doing just sports. That's the neat thing. Yeah, they're doing, it's not well, just no, sports. They, they talk and, and about Murray County schools um, need teachers. They're going to be printing. Uh, you know, they've already committed to. They're, they're going to be printing the honor roll again. That Good. Was something that the Daily Herald used to have. They do doing it. Well, it's hit and miss. Yeah, you know. and, but. You know, they, I haven't seen it in a while. And uh, so they're going to have that. Uh, and that's another and, thing parents cut out. Yeah. Oh, especially, you know, especially moms and daddies about that. Did I mention Cole made the beta club? Yeah, you mentioned that the He other brought day. that home and I said, did you steal somebody's form <laughs> and write your name on nah, it? Now, nah, daddy, come on now. You know. Listen, Cole is my, is Cole, you know, at Central, it's homecoming week, right? So Abby's on student council, and they're having mathlete versus athlete. Uh, Cole's an athlete. I'm just going to leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> but he made the beta club. I was like, Now, you know, what? again, here, as a coach and as a former athlete, of course, <laughs> you look at me, and it's definitely a former. But um, I never made the paper. They didn't take pictures of the kids on the bench. But uh, – <laughs> You know, you can't be, you know, the, the, the concept of a dumb jock or yeah, the, dumb, the dumb athlete. Anymore. It doesn't exist. The games, the, never the games really that people did, play, yeah, honest. never really did. But the games are too complicated anymore. If, right. and, and that's something I used to teach my kids. I, I would tell my football players in class. I said, listen, if you can run our football scheme, you can do English and you can that's do right. math. <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> don't, don't give me this deal. I can't do this, coach. Right. Uh, well, but, and, and, and my stuff, thing so. is I really – personally i'm, I'm kind of like carrie powers and that i don't care what's going on in washington so much i care about yeah. what's going on right here in murray county you know carrie always says this 
this stuff about she's a simpleton. She is far from a simpleton. No, but yeah, she, she, is. she wants the on-the-ground news from right here in Murray County, and it looks like that's what we're going to get with Main Street yep. Murray. So I, I really am excited to see that. And, and to be honest, people have complained about the, the other paper in town for a long time about yep. bias reporting and uh, things like that. And, it, and from everything I read on this front page, well, it, it is, is become, straightforward. It has become more and more and more an extension of a national newspaper yes. and, and, and it's lost that hometown flavor. And I'm not really sure that they're, you know, I don't think they I care. I don't think they're too worried about that. Right. And that's, that's where this, you know, where main street Murray steps in and, and what an and undertaking. I mean, yeah. what a, I mean, it takes some bravery to start a newspaper. I mean, it does. Oh, I'm yeah. sure Delk can, can relay that. It takes some bravery to do it. And I, I give those guys all the props in the world for taking that leap out there to, um, to get it done. So, hey, all right. So, talked about that. Let's talk about another hometown issue that's going on. So, um, we got a little bit before our first break, don't we, or not? Yeah, we got about uh, four minutes, five minutes. All right, let's play the clip of the nurse that we played this morning. Guys, I want you all to listen to this. All those people on Facebook who are talking about the virus isn't real, the vaccinated people are in the hospital, blah, 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 blah. Like Delk says, get off the Facebook. This is from a nurse at Murray Regional, Amber DeMint. She's a master's prepared nurse. She's a critical care RN. And let me tell you something. I, I was a certified emergency nurse. It was a hard test. The critical care certification is exponentially harder. So this lady does not have any political bias. She doesn't have an agenda. She cares about people. And I want you to listen to what she had to say yesterday that came across from Murray Regional. Been doing this a very long time, and I've told lots of family members over the years that their loved one is not going to come home. And COVID has been completely different. It is, it is so much more emotionally draining. And I don't know if it's because a lot of these people were pretty healthy before they came in. And so it's very unexpected for them and unexpected for the family members. Um, I know that our patients are a lot younger this time with the second wave. Um, we see a lot more middle-aged 30 to 40-year-olds. That's one of the questions that they always ask is, how long am I going to be on the ventilator? And we have to tell them, like, it's, it's going to be weeks. It's, COVID is not something that turns around quickly. They stay on it for a long time, and it puts such a hard strain on their body and their family members and on us as caregivers. They know what a coma means. They know what a medically induced coma means. And they know that there's a chance, a good chance, that they're not going to wake up from it. And one of the things that they always want to do is, even though sometimes they can't even talk because they're so out of breath, is they want to FaceTime their family members. And probably just in the last few weeks, we've had 30 to 40-year-olds that are possibly saying goodbye to their children, their five-year-old at home. And... You know, that's, that's kind of the process that we go through with almost every single intubation. So whether they're young or old, they're always saying bye to somebody. We know the effects that it's putting on their body, being on the ventilator for that long. They lose muscle tone. They lose the ability to even lift their arm up off the bed. You know, a, a regular ICU patient that's on the ventilator for a few days does not have to learn to walk again. You know, a COVID patient does. They, they have to start over from scratch a lot of times. 
and a lot of times they're starting over from scratch at 70 years old. And sometimes a 30-year-old is having to learn to feed himself again because they're on the ventilator for that amount of time, that long period of time. Being that lifeline for them because they can't come up here and see the patient, they can't see their family member, it, it, it kind of helps us deal with it a little bit because we're, we're helping them in some way by being that line of communication between the two. Um, but it, I, I don't know if I am coping with it <laughs> well. Today, today was one of those days um, I kind of just floated around and helped people. And on one side of the unit, uh, somebody got extubated. And all you could hear off the iPad was um, tears of joy from their family members getting to see them without the tube in their throat. And, you know, and they've been intubated for three weeks now, and this is the first time their family has seen them awake. And then you go down to the other unit and you hear uh, people crying because their dad just died. So it's those nurses taking care of those patients are going to have two very different days, and they are going to go home with two very different mindsets. And sometimes you're just glad that it's over and that you get to go home and not think about it anymore. And even our family, when we go home, they don't get it. They don't, they try to, but they don't understand what putting people in a body bag feels like before they walk through the door to see their kids. You know, they don't, they don't have to go through that um, emotionally before they come home. So it's always been stressful working in a hospital, working in the critical care unit. And these are truly my brothers and sisters here because of that. But COVID has really bonded us because everybody's just so stressed out and when this second wave hit and we started getting all of these unvaccinated people that are dying and it could have been prevented if they'd have gotten the shot they would be at home with their family and not in our morgue if you are considering vaccination i i would talk to your doctor i would talk to your family i would talk to somebody that you know in the healthcare system because they are going to give you a straight answer that the vaccine is keeping people alive. They're keeping people out of the hospital. And it's not so much as keeping people from spreading it to other people. It's about you not winding up on a ventilator. I'll just say this before we go to break. She's right. Healthcare providers are exhausted. My staff are exhausted on the outpatient side. The ER staff is exhausted on the, on the outpatient hospital side. The CCU staff, the med surge staff, everyone is exhausted. So I want to say this very clearly and very frankly, and if you don't like it, I guess write Delk a letter and complain. Until you put somebody in a body bag, you don't get to have a factual opinion based on nonsense from social media. Until you've had to tell someone that their loved one's not coming home, you don't get to speak with authority on this. I don't get to go down to the courthouse and try cases because I'm not a lawyer. And quite frankly, those of you that are on social media right now spreading misinformation, you don't get to do that. And I really hope somebody holds you accountable if your comments lead to someone's death. And that's whether you're in political office or if you're just a some bum that decided to get on social media and say a bunch of terrible things to people like me who are out here fighting to keep people alive. 
the mo- there's a mobile morgue at Murray Regional. It isn't there just because they wanted it for optics. It's there because we had to have it because the morgue fills up. So, number one, if you don't, if you've never taken care of a patient, shut it up. Because we're all tired of hearing it. And we're all tired of people working against us and costing people's lives. So before you type a bunch of nonsense about how you've done your research, ask yourself, have I put somebody in a body bag? Have I FaceTimed with somebody as a 38-year-old man tells his little boy that daddy's not coming home? And until that answer is yes, shut your mouth. We'll be back after the break. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Three, two, one. Folks, the Right Care Walk-In Clinic, located in front of Walmart, is open 11 to 11 every day of the week. If your kid gets sick when you get home from work and your child needs to be seen but your provider's office is closed, come see us. We see children, adults, geriatric folks. Folks, we've been open 10 years and we stay late so you don't have to wait at the emergency room to get the care that you deserve, the right care. We're open 11 to 11 every day in front of Walmart, Columbia, Tennessee. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality, new, and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once, and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. Do you know Tillage Jewelry creates custom, one-of-a-kind pieces that are available in our store now? Hello, this is Rick Tillis, and that's right. We are known for our custom designs. We create jewelry using old mine-cut or European-cut diamonds to rare-colored gemstones. We create these custom pieces for each season. I'm sure you can find something for yourself or a loved one. Stop by our showroom and try on a Tillis Jewelry custom piece today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to view our designs and much more. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. We started listening to I'm like Scotch and Tyler Bands. I'm like Beastside Towns, Vans and I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue. You're listening to the Chandler Anderson Show. Contact the show via text at 931-446-7865. But I'm not for All right, guys. Now, let's talk about some misinformation. Now, look, I understand that some people just got bad information, and it's because it's so diffusely out there. Here's a great, safe way to think about it. If you need information about COVID, go talk to the people at the hospital. They have no ulterior motive. Come talk to us. I always offer people, if you don't believe COVID's real, I'll get you to sign a confidentiality agreement and a HIPAA-compliant agreement, and you can shadow us. I'll get you an N95, and you can shadow Caitlin and those guys when they're seeing 90 patients a day. And I bet, I bet that your attitude will change. Now, I, I want to play a clip of that, that newscast with the guy jumping around like a wounded duck. Um, this is a perfect example of misinformation. People think because somebody's loud and speaks with authority that they are correct. That is wrong. I can be wrong. Anybody can be wrong. But to purposefully spread misinformation, I honestly think that people should um, be held accountable for disseminating misinformation that results in the loss of life. And this kind of nonsense you're about to hear is doing exactly that. This is America, not China. This America. First on Fox 17 News at 5.30, a Tennessee pastor with a large mid-state following under fire this evening for making false statements about the coronavirus vaccine. In a service on uh, Sunday, Pastor Greg Locke of Global Vision Bible Church in Mount Juliet told members of his congregation and visitors not to trust the coronavirus vaccine. He said that our political elites are getting, in his words, doses of sugar water instead of vaccine. Reverend Locke also offered to sign religious exemptions for everyone there. If you think, all right, now we're going to jump into some realms for me. If you think for one minute that those political elites actually got that vaccination, you are smoking meth in your mama's basement. Bunch of fake liars is what they are. They didn't shoot nothing in their arm but a bunch of sugar water. Now, look, I know some of you like, my goodness, what am I going to... My boss told me that if I don't get the vaccination, that I'm going to lose my job. I can write you a religious exemption, and we will sue their stinking pants off. We will sue their pants off. They can't do... This is America, not China. 
Fox 17 News reached out to Pastor Locke for a statement who says he's 100% against the vaccine and that his stance will not change. The Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines have all been proven to be safe and effective to help prevent the coronavirus by both the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and the Food and Drug Administration. Now, we here at Fox 17 News would like to hear what our viewers think about... All right, so let me, let me be real clear about something. Uh, Pastor Greg Locke is not a physician. He's not a nurse practitioner. He's not a physician assistant. He is an evangelical carny charlatan. That is my personal belief. It does not reflect the beliefs of WKRM or WKOM radio. It is Chandler Anderson's personal beliefs. It is people like Greg Locke that are making my job harder. It's people like Greg Locke that are making Amber's job harder. It is people like Greg Locke that are causing us to have to have a mobile morgue outside the hospital. And if you believe that the the Washington elites, as he calls them, you know, the brave men and women like Dr. Mark Green, who's a U.S. congressman who was part of pulling Saddam Hussein out of the hole, is misleading you, then you are mistaken. And the last time I checked, and Coach Mike, correct me, uh, the pastor's not supposed to be a superstar. The message is why <laughs> yeah. people come. They don't come to see somebody jumping around like a wounded duck and screaming and yelling and telling them essentially lies. I assure you Mark Green did not get a sugar water vaccination. I assure you Scott Desjardins did not get a sugar water vaccination. Isn't that in and of itself a little dangerous? I mean, it'd be yeah. a placebo, but, but, but I'm I mean, say, billions, injecting yourself with right, something. <laughs> billions of people have gotten this vaccine, including myself and my children, my ex-wife, my dad. The vaccine, all you have to do is look at the numbers. It's amazing how people who were saying facts over feelings last year have suddenly changed to feelings over facts because the facts are this. Last week, there were 14 people in the ICU at Vanderbilt with COVID that were on the ventilator. Zero of those were vaccinated. They were all unvaccinated people. You heard Amber tell people, get the vaccine. If these people had gotten the vaccine, they would be home with their family. They wouldn't be saying goodbye to their children over FaceTime. I want to assure you of something. There's a lot of things Chandler Anderson will do. But one thing I'm not going to do is risk my last words to my children being done over FaceTime. And if you are so self-centered and so unjustifiably self-righteous that you are out there telling people not to get the vaccine, then do this for me. Do this for me. Do this for Amber. Do this for all the ICU nurses. Sign a DNR so you don't take up an ICU bed from my grandmother who may need it, who is vaccinated. Please do that. Sign a DNR. I can get you a copy. I will help you fill it out because if you are so confident, Greg Locke, Andy Ogles, and the Stand Up for Tennessee or Tennessee Stands or whatever the circus is called, 
sign a DNR form so people like Coach Mike can have a ventilator, people like me can have a ventilator if something happens to us. I have a stent. I have a 99% occluded LAD a couple of years ago or had. I've got a stent in it. If that closes off, Murray Regional doesn't have a bed for me. Williamson Medical doesn't have a bed for me. St. Thomas Midtown doesn't have a bed for me. Vanderbilt doesn't have a bed for me. You tell me how that's fair, but because all the beds are taken up by people who were given misinformation and they believed it. And to be quite frank with you, the people who gave that misinformation are awful quiet right now. They're not coming out saying, I'm sorry our hospital's full because you listened to what I believed. They're not even courageous enough to say, I believed this and it was wrong. Phil Valentine, who is no longer with us, God rest his soul, was brave enough to say, I was wrong. There are stories after stories after stories of people who spoke with certainty like Greg Locke, who then died. We lost a nurse practitioner in town today. I won't say her name because it's her family's job and they deserve privacy. But we lost a really, really good nurse practitioner in town today because of misinformation. She didn't believe, and she's a professional, and grandchildren, and now she's no longer with us because of misinformation, and if it can affect professionals, it can affect the everyday Joe. It's more likely to affect the everyday Joe. Don't get your information from Facebook. Don't do it. Call me. Call Martin Chaney. Call one of the hospitalists. Call Deborah Goldsmith, the infectious disease doctor at Murray Regional. Call Alan Watson. They'll tell you the truth. Because they're the ones figuring out how to navigate this disaster. I'm gonna play I'm gonna have Coach Mike play a clip about the state of, of, of COVID here in Murray County. It was covered by Fox 17 last night. There's a reason they came here, guys. It's because we have an overwhelming number. We, we talked about this on, on Delk's Three Dudes with a View last week. I read it on my show. A CCU nurse wrote a detailed inside view of what these nurses are going through. The ICUs are full. The overflow ICUs are full. Martin Chaney is going to tell you something in this, this piece here that's going to blow your mind. Listen to it, folks. Just listen to it. Hospital beds are filling up in Murray County. Murray Regional Medical Center says it is treating a record number of COVID patients right now. Fox 17 News' Jackie Del Pilar in Columbia with more on what local doctors are seeing and the impact this spike is having. Hospital leaders say their last peak was in December when they treated 102 COVID patients. Now they've surpassed that and then some, hitting a record 103 patients as of Friday. Doctors say this is putting a major strain on hospital staff. A new surge in COVID patients at Murray Regional Medical Center, alarming for some Murray County residents, like Michelle High, who lost her father to COVID in December. But I was there with them laying by his side when he took his last breath. High says her father's health deteriorated in just three days. It's a pain she doesn't want other families to experience. Every time the phone rings outside of regular hours, you're wondering who passed away or who's in the hospital with COVID. 
Sadly, more loved ones in Murray County are getting that phone call. Medical center leaders say they've treated a record high number of patients for the past week and a half with no signs of letting up. So this surge has been much more difficult for our system, much more taxing on our staff. Hospital CEO Alan Watson says they're struggling to accommodate transfer requests and brought in more beds to treat more people. I've been a physician here 19 years and I I see patients currently on ventilators in our hospital in places that I never thought I would see uh, patients on ventilators. They worry about what would happen if there was a mass emergency. I'm not sure where we would put the patients. I'm not sure where we would have the resources from a staffing perspective to take care of them. I reached out to Murray County Mayor Andy Ogles to find out what's being done to help protect people from getting sick and to open up hospital beds. My call went straight to voicemail. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. And my email was not returned. Doctors are urging people to take precautions like indoor masking and vaccinations to help lower the number of people getting admitted to the hospital. High says she's glad to take those steps. I don't want to be responsible for for giving it to someone else and having that person pass away or a child pass away. She also encourages her neighbors to take precautions to help save others the pain of losing someone they love. Despite the surge, doctors still urge people to seek medical attention if they need it. They say last year they had a problem with people putting off medical care until it was an emergency. They say they do still have capacity to treat people in need. In Murray County, I'm Jackie Del Pilar with Fox 17 News, your Code Red Station. All right. So here's here's a couple of things. I, I may be wrong, but Alan Watson was supposed to retire already this month. I'm pretty sure it was the first of the month. I could be wrong. I don't have his email where we exchanged, you know, pleasantries. And I thanked him for what he's done during COVID. Because I'll tell you this, I have been a critic of that hospital before, but they have done a heck of a job. You talk to my friend, Randy Tidwell, who's a nurse practitioner up in Portland. He doesn't have the luxury of ordering monoclonals as an outpatient because the hospitals he deals with makes you sign into the ER and get a $2,000 bill in order to get monoclonals. They don't do that out here at Murray Regional. I don't know of a single patient yet that's even gotten a bill for monoclonals. Now, it may be because they're behind, but I don't know one yet that's gotten a bill. I'm pretty sure if they use the CS modifier, like, like most everyone does, that they won't get a bill. So when Dr. Cheney says in 19 years, he's never seen people on ventilators where they're at now, what that means is they're out on the floor, folks. They're out on the med-surge floor where those nurses have never dealt with ventilators before. So what's happening is your respiratory therapists are overworked. Your ICU nurses are having to run out to the floor and troubleshoot those ventilators for those nurses. Those med-surge nurses are going above and beyond to learn on the fly how to manage a ventilator. And if you've never managed a ventilator, let me tell you something, guys. I'm real good at cardiac stuff. I'm real good at respiratory stuff. I don't know the first thing about how to manage PEEP or how to manage how to manage the, um, I can't even think of the settings. That's how bad I am at it. Those nurses are heroes. And for people to get on social media and say things like Pastor Locke, it ought to be criminal, to be honest. It ought to be criminal. But the truth is, if you're silly enough to trust a guy like that over Martin Cheney or Alan Watson, who has delayed his retirement to be here for this community, then 
Sometimes you make your own bed, guys. Folks, if you're looking for a primary care provider for yourself or your children or your family members, Right Care Primary Care, located in the Kroger Shopping Center off James Campbell, is accepting new patients. We take all insurances, and our providers will sit down and listen to you and help get to the bottom of your health care needs. If you're tired of being rushed in and out of the office and being treated like a number, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care Clinic. Myself and Kelly Kelly will be glad to take care of you and get you back on track to getting the right care now. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. (laughs) You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is the Chandler Anderson Show, presented by Ridecare. All right, guys, And one thing I do want to say is I'm talking about COVID-naive patients, patients who have either not had COVID, who can still have antibodies, you can have those tested, or people that aren't vaccinated. I'm talking about people who don't believe COVID's real or they just think it's not an issue. There's a hospital full of people, folks, and they're there with COVID, 103 people with COVID. That's not fake. And the predominance of them are unvaccinated because they didn't think it could happen to them or they think that the vaccines were so dangerous. 
I guarantee you, as they're laying there on the ventilators, before they they get that dose of sedation, they are thinking, I wish I had gotten vaccinated. Because there's a commonality among the folks who have passed away who were profoundly anti-vaxxers, is that statement, get vaccinated. And here's the thing, guys, do it now. Because Moderna, I think it's four weeks between the first and second dose. Pfizer, I think is what? Uh, Molly's the expert on that. Two weeks, I think. Uh, Coach Mike, two or three weeks in between. Pfizer. Yep. Pfizer is a shorter period than Moderna. But do it now. Don't delay. Because this stuff is still out there. I hope it goes away. We see a little downtrend, but I hope it goes away. Now, let me tell you, Pastor Locke talked about these people in Washington. He can't make a phone call to those people in Washington because they're not going to take his call. That's just the truth. But let me tell you about a situation that's going on right here in Columbia, Tennessee. The hospital got word last week, along with several other hospitals, many other hospitals. You can look it up on the Health and Human Services website. I posted on my wall. Right after our president decided to tell people, if you're not vaccinated, if, you, if you're an employer over 100 employees and they're not vaccinated, they either have to get vaccinated or they have to do weekly testing. Let me tell you what kind of test that's going to be. That's going to be your rapid test. And employers are going to want an accurate test. They're not going to want the cheap things. They're going to want what we use, healthcare providers use, like Quadel or Veritor or Abbott that have a high sensitivity and a high specificity. And I'm just going to be frank with you. They're going to take them from us. We're not going to be able to order them because big multi-billion dollar companies are going to consume them all. So let's talk about the alternative to that. If you don't have rapid tests, because right now what's happening, if somebody tests positive, We know they have COVID. We're able to order monoclonals, which I'll get to in a minute. We're able to order monoclonals and save their life. Keep them out of the hospital. If this happens and we don't have quick tests, we don't have access to quick tests, everybody's going to pivot to PCR tests. The PCR labs are already overwhelmed. Where we were getting them back in 24 hours now, it's 48 to 72 hours before they're back. Now imagine all the places like us who do use the quick test having to go to strictly PCR tests. Now you're overburdening the PCR labs. And that's going to make it five to seven to eight day turnarounds. With monoclonal antibodies, the definitive thing, if you meet criteria, and the criteria is very low, you got to have symptoms, you got to have symptoms less than 10 days, and the lowest bar to get over is a 25 or greater BMI. I don't really know anybody, maybe Molly, that has a BMI less than 25. I mean, come on, Jack, maybe, my skinny son. So it's a low bar to get over, a low threshold. So... If we have to pivot and do nothing but PCR, God bless the lab because they're going to be inundated with PCR tests and they're going to have people calling them and calling and calling and calling and calling and calling, which is going to further delay. So let me say this. If you got a PCR and you're thinking about calling the lab, don't do it. It's only going to delay your result because the truth is they don't know who Chandler Anderson is. 
your lab is accessioned in and it's given a number. They know an accession number because they are running hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tests at a time on very expensive machines and they can't stop it to see if your number's on that machine. Because well, that's not fair to the other specimens that are in that machine. That 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 number and that anonymity also gives credi- credibility to the objectivity. Of they the don't test. know who you are. Right, right. So, you know, they, they can't, can't make they, Mike Lyles yeah. be positive. Yeah, and, and stuff. So it, it just, it, it's a, you know, not only are you talking about overwhelming, but it's also uh, for the accuracy and the credibility of the test that right. they don't know who they're dealing with. Right. You're a patient number, and and that's all you need to be for the lab. That's exactly right. You know, uh, and, and, your doctor's the one who needs to know you personally. Right. The lab technician doesn't need to know you personally. That's exactly right. And so... If we have that and that PCR turnaround through no fault of the lab, but through sheer volume is extended out to seven and eight days and patients don't come in to two or three days in, they lose that ability to get monoclonal antibodies within 10 days. So now let's think about what happens. That person ends up going to the ER because they're sick. They get post-COVID pneumonia. They're sick. There's no bed. They get sent home. And you know what happens? They may die, especially if they're older with comorbidities. You can only house so many people in the ER. And God bless them for bedding people in the ER because that's what they're doing right now at our hospital. You've got ER nurses helping manage people on ventilators too. And I can tell you as an ER nurse, we're not good at that. We can bag you. We can put an AMBU bag on your ET tube and bag you. But we don't know how to manage ventilators. So God bless the respiratory therapists out there like Jimmy and Stephanie and the guys that have been there at Murray forever who are out there busting their tails to make sure that they are taking the best care of the people that they can. But let me tell you what's happening. They're getting tired. All healthcare providers are getting tired, and they're leaving. They're saying, forget this. I can't do it anymore. I will tell you something, guys. You walk in a room and you tell somebody that you there, there's a quiet room at the hospital. And you never want to be in that. Because that means we're coming to deliver bad news. And generally that bad news is that your loved one has passed. And I'll go back to my previous statement. To all you Facebook experts... Until you've stood in that quiet room with a Dr. Chun or a Dr. Mike Richardson and had to tell a 40-year-old lady that her 41-year-old husband is gone and you had to see her break into 10 million pieces in the middle of that floor beside her children, you shut your mouth. You do not get to speak on this because we are at a critical point. We are at a critical point, and I don't really care about your First Amendment rights. Because the truth is, your First Amendment rights are spreading misinformation that are costing people their lives. And I really wish there was a way to prosecute people for doing that. Because everybody's not a healthcare provider. Everybody's not well-versed in pathophysiology. Uh, People can't look through the BS that they read on Facebook. Especially when it's coming to somebody like from somebody like Greg Locke, who speaks with authority, who screams it at the top of his lungs because it's a cool thing to do. 
I will say this. At least his cohort on tour has shut his mouth. You don't see him saying anti-vaccine things anymore because he knows in his county there's a morgue, a mobile morgue that holds 18 bodies that's filling up. Now, I want to go into this. The Department of Health and Human Services has blocked the delivery of monoclonals to this area and other southern states because they believe that they have somehow disproportionately been distributed to the southern states. Now, this show isn't a political show. This show shoots straight down the middle. I'm not trying to be Republican or Democrat. I'm a libertarian, actually. We just can't find a candidate that doesn't have a boot on his head like Vermin Supreme. But right now, I'll take Vermin and his toothbrush and free pony for everybody. My goodness, ivermectin people should love the free ponies because that means you get a pass to get ivermectin because some places are requiring a picture. This is how ridiculous this is. Some places are requiring a picture of your horse to buy ivermectin from the co-op. Did you know that, Mike? No, that is a legit aware of it. thing. Uh, how, number one, what a ridiculous... What a ridiculous yes. criteria. Yeah. I can stop on the side of the road and take a picture say, of the horse. I, I, can, I can manage the picture of the horse. <gasps> Vermin Supreme, we need you. <laughs> we need No, who we really need if they were legit is Benny Hinn. Where is yeah. he at? Mysteriously quiet right now, right? Because charlatan. Yeah. So, nonetheless, I will say this. The fact that right after Joe Biden's speech, we get a blockade on monoclonals, that is... That is purely disgusting and evil. The fact that I got an email that said, don't send us any orders because we don't have medicine. Is, that, is, that, is, that puts us in a hopeless situation. We pivoted back to hydroxychloroquine to people. But you know who we can't really give it to? People with a uterus that could be pregnant. We can get a negative pregnancy test, but you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to give it to your high-risk people. But some of those high-risk people have rhythm problems. And so if you give it to them, it can prolong their QT interval, which can make them go out of rhythm, can make them go into a fatal rhythm. We literally have had to step back into 2020 when we were making gains on this in 2021 with the monoclonals because of a political agenda. It's not people's fault that they listen to misinformation. All we can do is call out those people spreading misinformation so people know, don't listen to that guy. May I yeah. w- ask a question? Sure. It may be in ignorance here, but... I you usually know, we, speak in ignorance. We, it's okay. uh, I speak that language. <laughs> <laughs> when we needed ventilators, our president at the time... Ramped them up. Ramped them up and, and talked to the private industry, and they converted a lot of their... Uh, automotive, automotive industry, uh, uh, several other construction or uh, manufacturing industries converted over to make ventilations. Now, cannot the same idea or the same concept be done with chemical companies? It's to- not a shortage. I talked to I talked to a lady today that is that is. Then why she is? Then in, why is it being is, rationed? She is in the thick of it. If it's not the, a shortage, why is it being rationed? Because they're mad. Because these governors will not bow down to what uh, the president of the United States said, and that is the truth. It's not a political statement. There is no. There is no just happenstance or circumstance or just whatever the, I, the word is slipping. There's no. Um, 
Oh yeah. goodness! It, it does, and it, the reason why I'm asking that from the outside looking in, you know, you're, you're, I'm hearing the wording of a person who is saying, "Okay, hey, we're running out of this stuff, so I've got to ration it out. We've got to make no, a choice." No, it's not. And, it's and, not a ration you know, need. And, it's and what's available. It's sitting somewhere right now. It's not being released. That yeah. is evil. There's plenty of it, as I understand it. I talked to a lady who to go is, nationwide. Yes, I talked okay. to a lady who is in the thick of it, who I have known for 20 years, who I would trust, with, who I have trusted with my life, to be honest, because they've taken care of me. It's there. It's getting it to where patients are. It has been stopped. You go on the Health and Human Services website and look at it. They are more concerned about it's inequitably being distributed because there are more cases in the South. Well, yeah, because we apparently have people who listen to people like Greg Locke instead of their doctor, instead of their MP, instead of their physician assistant. They listen to social media. I believe Dell is right. Facebook is evil. And if I didn't have to use it for my business, I'd probably just get off of it. Because it makes me sick to read some of the nonsense. I was reading it on the way in. It just is sickening to hear people say, well, you believe what you believe, and I'll believe what I believe, and I'll keep spreading the news. No, what you're spreading is not the news. What you're spreading is misinformation. Because I'm looking in these people's eyes. My providers are looking in these people's eyes when they fall apart when we tell them they have COVID. I've called people on the phone and told them, your COVID test is positive. And you hear the phone drop because they know what that means as somebody with congestive heart failure. That means that their trouble breathing that they have every day is going to get worse. But thankfully, we had monoclonals and it turned them around. And now because of a political agenda from a bad administration who wants to punish people who don't think like they do, we no longer can get them in a timely manner. I want to give a shout out to Scott Sapicki, who ran this up the chain in our state. He ran it up to the Department of Health. He ran it up to Bill Lee. Thank you, Scott Sapicki. We don't agree on everything, but I guarantee you, Scott Sapicki, when your back's against the the wall and your life is at risk, Scott Sapicki will help you out. Because when I called him and told him about this situation, he immediately got on it. He called Dr. Cheney and got the specifics, and then he started doing his job as our representative. Thank you, Scott Desjardins. Thank you, Dr. Mark Green. And even thank Blackburn, because their offices, I spoke to Desjardins and Green personally. Blackburn's office called, um, I'm saying it right, right? Blackburn called um, Martin Cheney, and they had a conversation about it. Desjardins got his folks in Washington on it. I don't care if you like Scott Desjardins or not. The truth is he's working for you to not die if you get COVID. He's working to make sure you can get monoclonals when you get COVID so you don't end up on the vent. So if that's not doing the work for the people, I don't know what is. And I need you to look around, all you Facebook infectious disease experts. Number one, grab you a pair of scrubs and head on over to Murray Regional. They could use the help. Oh, wait, you don't have a license. So there we go. Maybe you should just shut up because you don't know what you're talking about. But our leaders, Scott, Mark, Blackburn, Scott Sapicki, 
Desjardins, they have done the work of the people. And thank you, Del Kennedy, for helping with that. We'll come back and we're going to talk a little more. Come back with our person of the week, people of the week this week. The Right Care Walking Clinic, located in front of Walmart, is open 11 to 11 every day of the week. If your kid gets sick when you get home from work and your child needs to be seen but your provider's office is closed, come see us. We see children, adults, geriatric folks. Folks, we've been open 10 years and we stay late, so you don't have to wait at the emergency room to get the care that you deserve, the right care. We're open 11 to 11 every day in front of Walmart, Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Don't let your pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Health's physical therapy team can aid in your recovery from surgery, injury, or illness. With seven locations, state-of-the-art equipment, certified therapists, and proven techniques, you'll have everything you need to recover quickly. And Murray Regional Physical Therapy has implemented enhanced measures to keep you safe while working to improve your quality of life. If you need physical therapy, let one of our experienced therapists be your partner in recovery. Learn more at therapy.murrayregional.com. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. You're listening to The Chandler Anderson Show. Contact the show via text at 931-446-7865. In a time full of war. Time for the doubt, just believe. Yeah, there ain't that much difference between you and me. In a time full of war, be peace. In a world full of All right, guys. You know, every week we do a person of the week. You know, I've, I've been a nurse since 1998. That's what, 23 years? Is that right? I'm terrible at math. 2020, 22. 23, yep, 23 years. 
23. You're right. 23. Yeah, see. Uh, Don't ask an English teacher, though. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, I have always um, thought about where where does this profession go when I'm too old to do um, what I what I like to do, and that's ER. Uh, to be honest, I'm too old to do ER. ER is terrible on your body. It's terrible on your feet. God bless Jim Hawley who does ER still at 60-something. I mean, Todd Chester, my friend who's significantly older than me, still doing ER. ER is a young man's game. That's just the truth. But Amber DeMint, who's a CCU nurse who did that video that was at the top of the show, that's our person of the week. That's one of them. Because she's dedicated her life, and she's done it a really long time. And she is in there watching people take their last breath. She is in there holding their hand as they say goodbye to their loved ones. She is in there building that relationship with that person over weeks as they're on the ventilator. Because like she told you, COVID doesn't put you on the vent for a day or two. It puts you on the ventilator for a while to the point they start thinking about putting a trach in you. Because you can get sclerosis of your trachea if you're on the ventilator too long. She's getting to know those people. And she's watching them die. Despite our best efforts. Because they got misinformation about a vaccine. Imagine your friends dying at a rate that she's dealing with. Because you get to know these people. There are friends of mine today who were first my patients. And I got to know them through taking care of them. And they're my friends now. Some of my best friends. And you imagine people you have formed a rapport with that you have gotten to know their family. You've watched their little boy on the other side of that FaceTime ask when daddy's coming home. And then you're part of that phone call when daddy takes his last breath. That is who you're insulting, folks, when you say this nonsense on social media. That's who Greg Locke doesn't have the courage to stand in front of and tell she's wrong. Now I want to say this. I there's another person that I want to recognize. Um I've often wondered where we're going as a profession because um I'm old at 43. I know it doesn't sound very old, but um, I, I wonder where we're going because I want our profession to be okay. I don't want nursing to be one of those where people say, well, you know, back in my day, we actually cared about people. You know, Dot Tucker is the quintessential nurse. If any of you listening know Dot Tucker, Dot Tucker would go nose to nose with some of the baddest doctors in town. <laughs> baddest as in intimidating doctors in town. Dot Tucker was the first nurse to ever tell me, and this was brilliant on Dot's part, doctors used to think it was okay to yell and scream at people. Nurses. It's kind of dumb since we're their eyes <laughs> when they aren't there. I don't try to yell and scream at nurses when they call me. Now, I may be very deadpan and flat because I got woke up, but I'm not going to scream at them because they're doing a job 
that's my eyes and ears when I'm not there for those patients in the hospital. And I worry about our profession until I see people like Sarah Bedford Chambly. Sarah is a nurse at Murray Regional. And I have the privilege of knowing her as a friend. And her whole family are just wonderful people. The Bedfords are just tremendous human beings. Um, her parents are good people, sister, good sisters, good people. Um, Sarah did a video um, on TikTok not too long ago, and it immediately made me feel okay about the next generation of nurses. Sarah does not get involved in gossip. She doesn't get involved in the politics of things. But she came home from work, and it was on her heart to make this video, and it's absolutely the right thing. It doesn't matter to those nurses who are taking care of you whether you're vaccinated or not. They're not going to shame you. They're not going to say, I told you so. They're not going to put you behind someone else. Nurses like Sarah Chambly are making sure that every single patient, even though she's exhausted, is getting the best care that she can possibly give them with the expectations of taking care of ever how many. I can't imagine what the nurse-patient ratios are right now, Mike. I, I, if I had to guess, I would say one nurse to eight or nine, and they're probably throwing a tech in there to help. I cannot imagine what people are going through trying to take care of people at that hospital. But Sarah never forgets their name. She takes care of them there's no judgment once you're inside that hospital and to any healthcare provider that is saying if you're unvaccinated too bad you know don't come seek help that that's that's garbage and i certainly don't want people to misinterpret my message from earlier essentially what i'm saying earlier was put your money where your mouth is if you don't think covid's going to kill you then sign a DNR so that the people who do realize it's going to kill them can get a bed. Don't take it up. Put your Live by your convictions. But Sarah is the best in everything that is nursing. She and Amber are two of the best nurses that you're going to find because they're there taking care of those people who need their help and it doesn't matter if they're vaccinated or not. That is past. Right now, they're patients who are struggling to breathe. They are patients who can't walk to the bathroom at 35 because they've been in the bed with COVID for so long. They are people who didn't get the treatment they needed as an outpatient and now have landed in the hospital because they went past the 10 day window for monoclonals. So, our people of the week this week, Amber DeMint, who made that wonderful video earlier, and Miss Sarah Bedford-Chambly, who is the future of nursing. I want y'all to remember that name because I predict that one day Sarah is going to be recognized even more than she already has been for being the absolute superstar nurse that she is. And she's going to be the director of nursing at a hospital somewhere. And that's going to be one of those hospitals that truly are in the top ten in the nation. 
It won't be a bought sign. It won't be a paid-for endorsement. It will be where people want to go because she cares about patients. And I have seen her face in those videos where she has Tegaderm-like covers over her nose so she doesn't get a pressure ulcer from her mask. She is absolutely the best. And as a 43-year-old guy who's been doing nursing for most of my life, I was a tech at 14, so I add that to it. But I'm proud to know that if Chandler Anderson dies today, a small part of our legacy where patients are first will carry on through Sarah Bedford Chambly. So thank you, Sarah, and thank you, Amber. And if there's anything you guys need or any of the people at the hospital need, call me. Y'all have my number. If you don't, just call the clinic. My staff is readily giving it out. <laughs> or look on the old chorus sponsorship shirts because my genius self uh, filled in the wrong field. So a thousand shirts went out with my personal cell phone number on the on the uh, left left sleeve. So uh, another brilliant Chandler Anderson. And, and, and very well-deserved uh, uh, recognition of those two ladies. I want to put a shout-out to uh, another person, very important to me, uh, my daughter. That's right. My daughter is a med surge nurse at the VA hospital in Little Rock, and she where says, it's surgeon right now. And she said, "Daddy, by definition, every one of our patients are high risk. Yeah, you know we're you know we're, we're treating these veterans who have these pre predispositions and stuff." She goes, yeah. "Also by definition, we're supposed to be at least a semi private hospital. You know, right. we're supposed to be only for veterans." The situation has gotten bad enough there in Little Rock that they have begun accepting patients from other hospitals that are not necessarily veterans in, in an effort. And she has been, I guess you hear uh, in, in military terms, you hear of a battlefield commission. Right. Uh, she has been uh, given, a, in a sense, a battlefield commission of being a charge nurse in a COVID floor. And she is utterly exhausted right now. She is uh, there. They're still having them because their patients are so uh, so weak coming in to start with. Uh, they still do what I call the spacesuit. They have yes. the full hood, the pappers. Yeah, the, the full hood with you know that they literally slip over with the ventilation suit and the, the air tank and and everything else like that that they have to put on. And they have to change that every time they change rooms. Right. And so uh, she said that's – and she goes, right now we're kind of in a, in a spot where once we go into a room, we have to stay there for a while because we can't come back for a while, for a long time. Right. And, and stuff. So um, – but, but yes, it's, it's, being, it, it's taxing them to the nth – degree it's taxing the resources um but it's it's right now that i think we need to pay attention to yes we're taxing our material resources but folks we are really 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 taxing our human resources and you know i don't know you know because of the limitations, because of the precautions they have to take, you can't necessarily you, you can't go in and volunteer to right, help. You You've can. got to be a trained professional. You've got to have, be somebody that can help them, actually help them do things. You know, you would think at, at times you could come and if nothing else, just move people around. 
right. just help move people around and stuff. In the bed, yeah. And you you can't even do that there. And she said that's one of the toughest things for her right now is that she's not only just she's not only dispensing medicine and doing the vitals and doing the reports. She's having to physically take care of them as right. well. You know, she's having to do all the stuff that, that normally what you your nurse's aide would come right. in and do. Well, they can't use nurse's aides right now. Well, not they're not allowed to. Either. Yeah, not enough of them. And, well, it's not enough of them, and they're not allowed to. Uh, they have to. And so now their workload, her workload as a, as a med surge nurse, has been doubled simply from having to take care of those physical needs. And, and, and she's just an example. She's just one example right. of thousands of nurses who are doing this and, and um, I'm but, but keep them keep them in mind and when you see a nurse thank them thank them if you're allowed to they may not let you simply because they're worried they're shut down of of, of but give them a hug if you can right. but but they may tell you just I'm back for off. your back please just let's let's be safe thank you for your thought but let's just be right. safe well you the know. other thing is think about Guys, I've put people in body bags before, and I've had to zip it up. And I really wish these Facebook experts could experience that. They'd shut up. It it does something. On our show with Jim and, and EMS, too, it affects your mental health when you have to zip up somebody your age in a body bag, put them on the morgue stretcher, and take them to the morgue and slide them in, and close that door. Now, I know that's very graphic, but that is what these nurses are dealing with. And they're dealing with it every day. And those people, they know. They've gotten to know their families. They've gotten to know their children. And they're having to do that day after day after day. And, folks, that is traumatic. If you think there's not going to be some serious mental health stuff after this is over... For healthcare providers, you're wrong. There's only so much death you can deal with. There's only so much death that you can deal with in 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 a day to day life. And like like Amber was saying, then you go home to your family. I was fortunate enough to be married to a nurse and a really really good nurse, and she got it. When I would come home, ER is a whole different world than than cardiac. She did cardiac, and I did ER. But it's a whole different world. Imagine being a salesman trying to understand. And the last thing we want to do is go into details about it, right? I mean, that's the last. We don't want to talk about it. We just want to say, oh, my God, I had to put five people in a body bag today. And the other thing to think about, guys, just down the road in Waverly, we had a huge flood. What if that happens here in Columbia? What if a tornado hits Mount Pleasant? Where are we going to put those people? You heard Alan say it. What if something happens? What look? This can happen tomorrow. What if there is a what if there is a massive wreck right out here on West Seventh because somebody's not listening or paying attention to the construction stuff, and a wreck happens, and they got twelve cars full of people. Where are they going to go? Where, where and they, let's say they need beds. Vandy's overwhelmed, just like everybody else. Well, your your more realistic uh, scenario is is the storm it is yeah. you know the the big storm that comes through, and, and uh, it comes up quick. I remember yeah. striping the kids thing with my friend Terry, and a storm came up. Yeah. That's why I have a storm cellar and, now. Yeah, uh, and, and 
those are those are things that you cannot predict. Right. You cannot prepare for as or far flood. as or 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 flood and, and so and the hospitals do prepare for them. They do have you know wealth. They did have and we don't places, know. Yeah, and yeah, and they've all been used up. The old saying and, is the busload of hemophiliacs hit a glass truck. Yeah. What happens when that happens? <laughs> you know, we have no beds. You know, it's and you know, thank God we're not near Mule Day because the ER with Mule Day is at capacity. Uh, we'll be back. We're going to switch gears a little bit, guys. Be kind to healthcare people. Folks, the Right Care Walk-In Clinic, located in front of Walmart, is open 11 to 11 every day of the week. If your kid gets sick when you get home from work and your child needs to be seen but your provider's office is closed, come see us. We see children, adults, geriatric folks. Folks, we've been open 10 years and we stay late, so you don't have to wait at the emergency room to get the care that you deserve, the right care. We're open 11 to 11 every day in front of Walmart, Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Don't let your I'm like Scotch inside our old bands. I'm like Eastside Towns, Vans, and I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue. You're listening to The Chandler Anderson Show. Contact the show via text at 931 446 All right, guys, we're going to talk about a subject here that's a little controversial. Um, but I, I want to start by saying this is not political. I'm not going to talk about pro-choice. I'm not going to talk about pro-life. I'm going to talk about the medical end of abortion. As you know, Texas passed um, some legislation um, that has brought abortion talk back to the forefront. Um, I want to tell you the... Um, medical side of this and what what my experience has been um i want to start by saying you know for me and my family as a father um i we have been blessed enough that if abby um became pregnant we would be able to take care of that child and as an adopted child i will tell you that I've had patients ask me for um, where to go for abortions. And I tell them, I don't know because I don't think about it because I'm adopted. And I could have been aborted. 
um, I tell them to look online and find somewhere safe. Um, you know, I was talking to a friend earlier and, you know, he said Bill Clinton kind of had it right. You know, you want um, abortions to be safe, but you want them to be rare. You know, I don't think it's a form of birth control. I really don't. I don't think it should be. Um, but what I, what I do know is that this is a weekend that I had in the emergency department. I used to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, 7P to 7A, because Molly worked Friday and Saturday at St. Thomas, and it worked out best for our life because then we were home with the kids all week. My mother kept the children on the weekend. That allowed her, we paid her, that allowed her to retire early from Walker Die Casting. And um, I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Um, fortunate to work with Kevin Chun every other weekend. And then the other weekends, it was whoever had the misfortune of signing up for the weekend shift <laughs> or getting it assigned to him. Or drew the short straw. Drew the short <laughs> straw. Dear Mark McLean, God bless him. Um, I went in a room to see somebody. I picked up a chart, and I can see her face as I'm sitting here talking to you. She went to a place in Nashville. She had had an abortion. She looked at me with her eyes filled with tears. She was full of shame. No no patient that I've ever seen that had an abortion, and no one that's a friend or family member that had an abortion is proud of that. They don't come out high-fiving from the abortion clinic. I hate to break it to you, but they don't. Um, it is a decision that they wrestle with the rest of their lives. I can tell you, I talked to a friend of mine today and told her I was going to do a show kind of about the medical side of this, and she said it's not a day that goes by she doesn't think about her child. Not a day goes by that she doesn't think about the child that she aborted. And think about those people outside throwing stuff at these women that are calling them all these terrible names when they're already low. They're already at their lowest point. So I go in to see this girl. She is shamed. And she has a fever of 103. I'm almost certain this was during H1N1 because I knew it it had taken me a long time to get in there to the point. You know, I was so fortunate to work the weekend shift because I had, especially on Saturday and Sunday, I had the absolute best nurses that have ever worked at that hospital and Tracy Williams and Selena Morgan and Amy Richardson, um, Freddie Melton. You know, those people were tremendous and they were, knew what those patients needed. So I was able to walk in the room and have blood work on the chart. There was no waiting around. They knew what those people needed. This little girl's white blood cell count that's normally five to 10,000 was 20-something thousand. For those of you that don't know, that's sepsis. Her blood pressure was low. Her heart rate was up. She had 103 fever. That meets the sepsis criteria. We get an ultrasound, and whomever did her her abortion left part of the placenta and fetus in her uterus child child left part of the child in her uterus and it had gotten infected i, I called the obgyn told him he immediately 
took her to surgery. Came in, got in scrubs, took her to the OR, did a DNC, basically removed the stuff that was causing the infection, and she had an infected uterus. And I want to say she went on to have a hysterectomy. One of the non-nursing people said, well, that's what she gets. No, that's not what she gets. She was faced with an impossible decision, and no matter which way she went, somebody was going to question it. Saturday, I remember going home that night, that morning, and thinking about, what if that was Abby? Like, how did this girl get to that point, you know? Um, she felt she had no support. She felt she was too young to raise a kid. She could barely take care of herself. And she knew she couldn't raise a kid. She had no family support at all. Saturday I go in, and about 1 a.m. I have almost the exact same scenario from the exact same clinic. I called the OBGYN who was on call. And he said, no way. I said, yeah, something's going on up there. I'm not going to say their name on the air, but I said, something's going on up there. Some, somebody's not doing things right, and I just, something's not, go, something's not right. You know, these girls are young. I mean, I'm talking 18, 19 years old. These weren't 40-year-old people. Mm-hmm. These were young, healthy people who were septic. That girl went to the O.R., Sunday, same scenario. Three girls. I can see their faces. Folks, that's with it legal. Think about what happens if it becomes illegal. That person who did a terrible job is going to be back at it. At some clinic, somewhere, behind closed doors, where it's not regulated, it's not safe. Listen, there is not a clinic that is more inspected than an abortion clinic because it's such a political hot button. I mean, it is. It's a political hot button. And for me, my concern is if we make it illegal, what happens to these girls who are going to have it regardless because they know they can't raise this child. They know they're not ready, you know, to raise this child. I mean, what happens? You're going to have, you know, yes, Delk is right. The left and the right both go out and wave the, Way the worst case scenario, but right here, I think in Tennessee in December of 2015, Anna Yoka, Y-O-C-C-A, she was charged with attempted first-degree murder for trying to do a homemade abortion with a coat hanger. You can look it up. It's out there. I don't have the outcome. I couldn't find it. I ran out of time, to be honest, Mike. That's why I called you at 515. (laughs) I ran out of time. But you perforate a uterus with an abortion, with a coat hanger, that person's going to die. That person's going to die right then. I went to high school with a girl who had a miscarriage in the bathroom. She almost died at our high school 
you know, folks, nobody thinks that this is fun. Nobody's doing it and laughing. If they are, they have some mental illness. But here's the truth. If we make it illegal in Texas, I'm going to give you the stats out of Tennessee, and they're only available up to 2016. In 2014, all the abortions that were performed in Tennessee, 21% of them were from out-of-state people. So where do you think those people in Texas are going to go? They're going to go to Arizona, Oklahoma, New Mexico. They may cross over to Mexico to have it done. Now, I personally have benefited from Ibogaine and, and, and gastric bypass in Mexico, but I can tell you, if somebody's going to halfway do something, it's going to be an abortion clinic in Mexico. It is. Um, keep hitting my head on the microphone. 2015, 20% of all abortions are out-of-state residents. Hold on just a second. Um, somebody's texting me here. My phone's messing up. Um, so 2016, 18% were out-of-state residents. So what does that tell you? If the laws change, people are still going to get this done. They're going to go somewhere else. And they're probably going to go to a place that's a terribly equipped place in which people die coming out of it. And that's just the truth. So as we're making these laws, and I understand why people are making them, I I do, but we need to think about if we make this illegal, what are those ramifications? I think Delt was very wise in saying that the Supreme Court is letting it stay to see what happens. See what happens. Um, you know, your, your your options when you're pregnant are obviously continue and keep the child. Um, continuation with a subsequent adoption. Adoption works. There's a lot of people that adopt. Uh, a lot of people who foster. Callista Barbary is on here all the time with youth villages. A lot of people that struggle having kids that would love to adopt a kid. They would. You know, I watched that show, This Is Us. Molly can't watch it because she said it's just too much. Mm -hmm. But I watch it and ball like a baby. But, you know, Kate and Toby, they got their second child from um, uh, an adoption. I think it was second child from an adoption. Um, and that happens, folks. It does. And those those people who are going to adopt help that mother along. And it's a tough spot when the baby gets there, though, because once you look in that baby's eyes, sometimes the mama changes her mind. Um, and that's that's my, a my whole brother, different kind of trauma. Yeah, my brother adopted, and that was one of the, their biggest fears. Right. Was, and a couple of times they ran through that, where right. the, 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 the birth mother looks at that baby and says, I've changed my mind. Right. And not a whole lot you can do <laughs> right Yeah, uh, right. you know right. i i you know it's one of those things i've 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 struggled personally with it uh i personally you know abortion never ever crossed my mind as an option with with any situation right. and, and and i you know but i've got to i've got to admit that that when you know history has shown us 
that when you do make it illegal, then those that are going to do it go underground. I mean, right. if, if you want to, if you just want a common example, look at prohibition. Right. Well, we talked yeah. about with marijuana. Yeah, marijuana, you know, prohibition. I was, yeah, I was headed that way with marijuana. It goes, you know, at least if it's legal. Not that it's a, it's not the right option. I'll, I'll say that on air. Right. <laughs> it's not the right option, but at least then if it's if it's legalized, you have a legal recourse to chase these people down that do it horribly wrong. Right. And again, you know that, that's it's it's the classic no win situation. You know, if you're facing that decision, it, there's there is a no win, and, and and stuff. But um, I, I'm at the I've kind of come to the point where okay, at least at least the legalization gives me the ability to try to stop these people who are doing it, who, who are who are careless, yeah, who are, are back alley people, back alley people, and and at least you have a, some kind of recourse. Again, I would never, never present that as an option to anybody that i'm trying to help uh there's too many resources out there that there's too many people that want to want to help that have you know that want children that will gladly take people in you know um take care of the 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 expectant mother as well like you said you know that's some of the process there's there's resources out there biggest thing one of the things we got to do is educate these young mothers to that well, and, and and on the other side of the break, we need to talk about you know if you're if you're pro life, then let's be pro life. Yeah, you know I mean it, it's amazing you know it's amazing to me that this is about as political as I'll get, but it's amazing to me the people who don't want to get the vaccine but are pro life. It's like you understand right that the people who are dying are the people who don't get the vaccine, but yet you want to be pro life. That's not exactly the right. There, not, there's, 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 there's not a <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're either pro-life you're, or you're, you're not. You're missing the boat somewhere right. here. You're missing that boat. But um, let's go to break. I'm going to call this lady and I'll call you uh, right back. So um, we'll be right back, folks. Folks, if you're looking for a primary care provider for yourself or your children or your family members, Right Care Primary Care, located in the Kroger Shopping Center off James Campbell, is accepting new patients. We take all insurances, and our providers will sit down and listen to you and help get to the bottom of your health care needs. If you're tired of being rushed in and out of the office and being treated like a number, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care Clinic. Myself and Kelly Kelly will be glad to take care of you and get you back on track to getting the right care now. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. <laughs> You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm like Scotch inside a band. This is the Chandler Anderson Show, presented by Right King. speaking my mind when I'm better off my All right, guys. Now, let's talk about being pro-life. Those of you listening, ask yourself, have you ever had to sit and wonder where your next meal is going to come from? Now sit and wonder where your child's next meal is going to come from. Because it's amazing to me that the same people who go out and protest and scream and yell at these mothers who are going into an abortion clinic or they shoot abortion clinic doctors, which happens, you've seen it on the news, Mike, are the same people who criticize folks for being on welfare. What are these women supposed to do? They make a, they get pregnant. This piece of trash guy runs off. And that's the truth. And then they get government assistance and people criticize them for that. This all starts with providing young women and young men, because it takes two to make a baby, with adequate sex education. Look at all the misinformation that's out there about COVID. Think about how much misinformation is out there regarding sex ed for teenagers. It's a, it is, oh my God, it makes my head spin just thinking about what I've read. I literally had a patient once that I went in and told them that they had chlamydia and that they needed medicine for it. And they immediately said, well, how soon can I get back at it? Okay, sir, you have chlamydia. First thing, we need to contact all your 
partners. Well, I got a date this weekend. Yeah, that's going to have to cancel. I mean, there's so much misinformation out there. We've got to quit being afraid to teach sex ed in schools. I know a lot of people don't want that. The same people who don't want abortions don't want sex ed in school. Well, it might be good for you, Coach Mike, to teach your daughters about sex. It's probably good for me to teach Jack and Cole and Abby about sex because we know what to tell, what to say. We know the depth we need to go into. But I would posit that there are some people out there who don't need to change a light bulb. And they don't need to tell kids about sex because they're going to get it wrong. They're going to get it wrong. And so we have to have some way to give kids reliable education about sex and about what to do and stop being afraid to talk about sexuality. For some reason, that's taboo in America to talk about, all right, here's what sexy is. There are no birds and bees involved. This is what sexy is. You know, and this is what can happen. You know, use your local health department. Those nurses have tough conversations all the time. The health, look, I give the health department hell. I do. Because I think this COVID thing has been mismanaged. But one thing they do really good is STD education. They do it really, really well. And those ladies out there worry about those kids who come in. The next thing is, you put a kid in poverty and let them grow up in poverty, that kid ends up with a ton of adverse childhood events. You think about it, Mike, as a teacher. These kids that can't get Christmas because their family's so poor but they won't accept help because they're pride, that kid grows up not feeling good enough. That kid ends up in the system. (laughs) So. I'm not reading what I was just texted. <laughs> the answer to the person that texted me that was you should never take advice from that person. <laughs> I'm not sure they are doing it correctly now, but um you know we got to quit making it taboo because it's too late when she's pregnant. It's too late. The other thing, you know, I will say this. I have had to do a moral inventory about am I really pro-life? You know, ask yourself, are you against war? Because there are kids getting killed in war all the time. When we did that strike in Syria, it killed a lot of kids. It did. And I am anti-war. I mean, I'm very much an isolationist. Um, Are you against a death penalty? We get it wrong a lot in the court system. And now, Dale could tell you, people stay on death row for decades. Yeah. So, plenty of time to turn that around. There's, yeah, you know. there's, there's, and I think there's, you know, honestly, the but a good analogy up, is, are, are two, are, are, no, no, are several I'm different there, situations. Yeah, I'm getting and, there. And, um, but, but think about this. People complain about having to house prisoners for years and years and years. What do you think we're doing with those kids that these parents can't afford? we got to figure out an answer, you know, um, well, there are answers out there. No, I'm, I'm and and, and that's and that's one of the things we need to do a much better job of publicizing those answers right. of getting the the information out to the people to the people who actually need it. Right, and we can't uh, and shame these people. Yeah, I mean, there's 
it, you know, it's one equivalent of the things, to you know, shaming teacher, people who didn't get vaccinated. It's too yeah. late at this point. Yeah. You know. Yeah. One of the things as a teacher, you know, you 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 learn after a while is you've got to deal with the choice that's made. Okay. Yes, I want to educate this student to make better choices, but at the moment they made a bad choice, right. and what are we going to do about it now? Right. And that's that's the I always that's the thing that you 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 come back to in any in any given circumstance. Uh, you know, yes, we want you to make the right choice, and yes, hopefully we've educated you enough to make the right choice. We've also got to be realistic enough to know. Not everybody's going to make that choice, right. and some people are going to make it. You know, there's there's a significant number of people out there that make the bad choice because they didn't know they had a choice. Right. They didn't know their and, options. They had time informed decision making. The other thing is, you know, there's over four hundred thousand kids in foster care right now in the United States. Callista with Youth Villages, she would help anybody mm-hmm. find placement for a child. But you know what we gotta quit doing? Cutting funding to foster care. We can't we can't make abortion illegal and then not fund foster care. You can't do the you're right. You can't do that. It just doesn't work out. You know? Do you support mandatory parental uh, leave for new parents? Do you want parents to be able to stay home and learn how to take care of this baby? You know, we used to have visiting nurses that would, mm-hmm. and some insurances still do. They will come out, and and I think the health department even does, as part of their uh, new baby program. Uh, Molly, if you're listening, text me if I'm wrong. They'll come out and help you with your baby. It's scary. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, I was a in 2000. Abby was born in 2000. If I get it wrong, she'll kill me. 2004. (laughs) Ha ha! I always forget colds, but Abby's I remember. You know, about three years, just like ah, we had a kid, (laughs) and sometime around about this year. But um, Jack. God bless him. His date of birth is perfect. 0707 on the end. <laughs> but Abby, I was an er, ER nurse still. And um, I remember being in the ER and being in triage and thinking, why are you here with this kid? This kid has a 99 fever. And the kid's running around the mm-hmm. ER. Why are you here? First time Abby got a fever, I had a meltdown. I was like, oh, my God, we got to get her to the ER. She's got to have an LP. She's got to have blood cultures. She's got to do. Got to have a urine, blah, 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 blah. And Molly's like, stop. It's 99. It's not even really a fever until it's 101. <laughs> you told me that complaining about parents. But, you know, well, we, we got to teach people how to raise these kids. And that yeah. it's going to be okay. And you got to have support. I know people don't like Hillary Clinton sometimes, but she's right. It takes a village. And that village mm-hmm. is your friends and your family. That and, and so many young women feel isolated, like they don't have help. They don't have a church they can go to because they're not a member of the church. They don't have friends. They, they have parents who, who – hold on. I keep getting messages. Um Sorry, this my phone's blowing up. Um, but you know they don't get the help that they need, and we've got to do that. So you know, fine, be make make abortion illegal if if that's how you feel. It's not going to stop it. There's Plan mm-hmm. C out there. There are doctors in in Britain who will do Plan C all day with people. Plan C are prostaglandins that make your uterus contract to push that baby out, and you can do that up to 77 days or 11 weeks. 
that that is out there it's not going to stop so the answer is education the other thing is are you know if you're pro-life are you one of these people that make fun of folks on welfare because if you are how did they get on welfare did they get on welfare because they had kids because they were raised at abortion wrong Let's fun. Let's not shame people, but let's let's make it where people have an incentive to get off welfare yeah, and do better. It's it all, it all kind of comes down to the approach that you take to trying to help these people or trying to correct the behavior that is causing the problem. Um, shame works for a very 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 short time. You know, as a right. teacher, you learn negative reinforcement is effective quickly but not long term it does not solve the problem it stops the event right and then once the event is stopped you have to go into the education that the choices and and the counseling to avoid the problem right. or to not to avoid the problem to fix the problem uh, and and again negative reinforcement is a very, very short-term answer. Uh, like I said, it stops the event. It doesn't stop the problem. Well, and, and for me, a lot of this, and I'm not saying you, Coach Mike, but a lot of this is just men wanting to control women's bodies. They want to control what women do um, with their bodies. And, you know, the, these are the same men who say uh, – denying me sex is punishing me well you don't own her body you don't and i see that and i think this guy thinks he owns this woman (laughs) this is insanity and until we get out of the mindset that men somehow know women's bodies better than them you know it's it's not going to change you know it's just not yeah but that that education curve is going to be a very, very big one. Well, the and the problem is we've got to stop trying to legislate what we believe morality to be because you can't. You, we tried that with prohibition. Um, you know, we just can't. So, um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting five million texts, even though yeah. I've told people. Um, uh, what are your thoughts, Mike? Uh, again, it comes back to the the approach to the problem, and again, shaming isn't going to be the answer because then they then they avoid it. Uh, you cannot. Again, it needs to be made clear if you don't approve. That needs to be clear, but just because I approve, I don't approve of something doesn't mean I'm not going to help with that circumstance. And and that's something that uh, needs to be, uh, for those of us who are on the, I guess if you want to call it on the pro-life side of the, of this of the fence, um, you know, teach them where the choices need to be made. You know, the choice, you know, a lot of times the choices need to be made before conception, you know, and then the abortion doesn't become an issue. Yes, I know there's a, there, there are those cases where, you know, a rape or, or, or something like that, then then that's but that's that actually doesn't happen <clears throat> excuse me as often as people would like you to admit most of the time it's poor choices 
Wow. Uh, and and those choices need to be taught before the events and parents uh, you know need to step up and be parents if they can't if they don't then yes we're going to have to deal with this problem and yes the schools um you know there, there is a there's an old phrase uh, you know the schools become you know and, and parent, you know if i remember right it's the latin phrase uh yeah i'm know, not a fan of that because yeah. they tried to tell me once that you know, when that, I when while, I while they're kid, while they're yeah. with us, while they're with us, we're their parent. Yeah, well, well that's yeah, garbage, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's well, it, you know, yes other, and no. If if the parents are not going to be parents, somebody's yeah. going to have to be. Well, and, the other thing is, women really don't need anybody's approval; they need their help. Right? Yeah, you know, that's and, what and, we and, need. and you can still, you know, uh, and yes, I'm going to go. I guess I'll go on the religious side of this just a little bit you can still voice and express disapproval in a loving manner. Jesus did it all the time. You know, oh, he told the woman, you know, you told the woman at the well, you're wrong. You're living with a man you don't need to be living with, right? You know, you, you've been married five times and, and this and that, and you're still, and you're living with a man that you're not married to. He made it clear. He did not approve of that, but he also did it, in such a way that she understood he loved her as the person did not approve of the life she was living, taught her to do something different. I will tell you. And that's, and that's kind of the approach that we need to take with our society. Right. Is no, we don't approve of these actions. We don't approve of these bad choices, but we don't hate you because you made them. And here's, we got to, we just got to teach you better. And and we've got to help you through the consequences of those bad choices. Right. You know, I saw a funny church sign I got to tell you about real quick. So um, it said, I'm sorry that my gay marriage offends you and your fourth wife. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Okay. You know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, you're, you're talking to someone who doesn't approve of either one of those right. scenarios. No, but that's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the point. So uh, now complications, because here's the thing, guys. These girls are already, like those three I told you about, are already reluctant to come seek care after this. The number one complication of abortion is infection. Uh, the uterus either gets infected or thing, tissue left in there gets infected. Um, the second is bleeding, and that is very common because, you know, if you look at how these are done, number one, if it's if it's a first trimester, um they basically use a vacuum to, to aspirate that fetus out. And, you know, a heartbeat starts, you know, conception dating four weeks, gestational dating six weeks. Um, second trimester, this bleeding is higher risk because sometimes they use forceps, and that is terrible. Um, sometimes they use prostaglandins. Um, and that's what Plan C is. They basically get mailed um, these prostaglandins that make you contract so that you can expel um, the child. But as you said, shaming people is never the answer. And if you're somebody that is shaming somebody who is facing a terrible decision, um, stop. You can show your disapproval. 
And, 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 again, and the truth is, you don't even have to show your yeah, disapproval. Yeah, they're, 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 they're already body there. Language. Yeah, they're, they're, and, and they're already it's there. It's kicking uh, somebody when they're down. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's but, a real but you do bad need to, move. But you do need to help. And then as you're helping, then you can take the opportunity to educate right. and to, to well, improve the situation. And, guys, we'll be back next week. Do this for me. We've had a great discussion tonight. We've had a lot of good topics. Get your vaccine if you're not vaccinated. Don't listen to these idiots have never done a medical thing in their life. And I want to close by saying, if you've never taken somebody to the morgue, if you've never had to tell a family member they lost their loved one, stop it. Hush and stop giving medical advice.